Take a Ride podcast. I'm your host here, Starks. You can find me on my Twitter handle. It's at Starks underscore industry. You can also find me on Instagram, One Closing Hero. I'm not here alone this evening, morning, afternoon, wherever you may be in the fantasy world. I have LT the Sage running the wing at the three spot. How are you doing today, brother? Doing good, doing good. I don't know uh, if we got any other nerds or geeks out there, but I got a, I got a Star Wars movie I got to watch uh, later, uh, late, late tonight. <laughs> so uh, rep for the Star Wars peeps out there. Ooh, you know what's funny is I know listeners will probably get mad at me as well. Is uh, I, I've only seen like one and a half type of Star Wars movies. Uh, mm. I probably need to get into that. I, have you watched the series, or are yeah. you going to get bashed? No, nah, oh, I've watched seen all? I've seen all of them. This is my uh, I've seen all the uh, I, I got caught on it. My mom, you know my mom, she's she's got me on it early that in Star Trek. So I've watched all of them, and we got a you know the trilogy, the Star Wars Star. Luke Skywalker series is over, so this is the last episode, so I gotta watch it, right? Oh, good. Well, at least the fans will at least accept it uh, for you to, you know, <laughs> like them, because if we both would have not liked, or not, I wouldn't say like them, but if we both didn't watch them, then it would be a problem for people, so yeah. I'm glad at least one of them, uh, <laughs> one of us does. So this episode, you know, we, I want to, you know, touch up on this Toronto news with all of these injuries mm. and who the potential pickups can be. This is really important, even in a dynasty format. But uh, before we do that, you guys, make sure you check out newlifefantasy.com. Uh, join the mailing list. Join the forums. Uh, that way, when you do that, we have a, a listener league that's running. I made some updates to uh, the website in particular. Uh, Jacob just dropped the, an early Christmas article uh, that you guys need to check out. Uh, as well as make sure you go on the YouTube channel, sub-zero that subscribe button, uh, and make sure you hit that bell. It's dinner time. Comment below. Give us a thumbs up. Uh, that article that Jacob put together is really nice. And so get your, your Christmas blood flowing and some nice things behind uh, the work that he, he's been putting in for the site. Definitely helping us out. And at the same time, subscribe to the podcast. If you haven't already, let your friends know. So with that being said, I'm ready to take people on for a ride. So straight into it. Uh, it's going to be more of a shorter episode. I always say that, but somehow we're always an hour long. But I, <laughs> I, I really, truly believe here, LT, it's going to be a shorter episode. Yeah. So Toronto, we'll just straight jump into it. Uh, I'll pass you the ball there. Actually, I'm sorry, man. I was ready to take that ball. Go ahead and run that off. Oh, you're good, man. Hey, man, I always, I always like, I like the point guard to take it up the court, man. No problems. <laughs> Um, I got Pascal Siakam is the first player I wanted to talk about here. Everyone knows that's my guy. Um, and uh, unfortunately, he is out with a groin injury. He's out indefinitely. Um, I did not catch on Siakam's injury earlier, so I'm actually very unfortunately uh, surprised about this one. I know Marcus Gasol and Norman Powell got hurt. Uh, but uh, Pascal going down, that's a main cog in the offense of Toronto. Um, he's been on fire this year, been putting up great Great stats, and especially for fantasy league teams. So I'm I'm really upset about that. But um, unfortunately, there's a couple of players here, Starks, that I'm actually going to uh, suggest people maybe go out and pick up. Um, yeah. <laughs> one of the first people I'm going to talk about is Rondé Hollis Jefferson. And uh, <laughs> I, I know, Starks, I know, I know you was going to laugh at that, but Rondé Hollis Jefferson um, – He's, he's kind of like, he has that build, that kind of that Siakam build. He's tall. He's lanky. He can get the job done. Now, his offensive game is not as, uh, you know, it's not as hard-pressed. Uh, but he's, he is one of those players in your fantasy league that's probably available on the waiver wire. Um, if they're out for multiple games and weeks, 
I like the production he brings. I know Starks will have a yeah. couple of other, um, uh, I mean, uh, well, Dan- well, Dynasty well, Dandies in there. Well, I was just going to say, well, so are you trying to say if you take off Pascal Siakam's mask, it's RHJ, is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Not at all. <laughs> I'm not at all. I mean, no, the mask, the, there's no mask on Rondé at all. He's not, Rondé is Rondé. <laughs> he's, he's, he's just who he is. Um, but no, but uh, yeah, I just think in production wise and in a deep, Format specifically, he can't. You can't do any better than Rondé for the next week or so, two weeks, as uh, we figure out these injury situations. And Starks, I'm gonna pass the rock over to you. I know there's a dynasty darling on this squad that you want to talk about. Yes, I'm the water boy, Chris <laughs> Boucher, Bobby Boucher. He is the pickup here uh, in this, you know, situation. Now, to be honest with you, LT. I automatically thought about your boy RSJ, mm. but what kind of made me think a little bit differently? Because I mean, Chris Boucher was second on my list, but yeah. it changed immediately because I forgot. Guess who else is out? Who else is out? It's like Mark Gasol. Like I didn't yeah, know he yeah, was yeah. out indefinitely too. Mark like, Gasol, yeah, yeah. Mark Gasol is out indefinitely as well. Yeah, man. They they all got injured like in the same game. It's exactly. crazy. And then like Norman Powell in de- out indefinitely yeah, too. Got, so like this. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, yeah, Norman Powell got hurt early in that game. Serge Ibaka is another pickup. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's probably picked yeah. up in most leagues already, though. So, But if yeah. he's available in like a you know, maybe a shallow, shallower format, he's going to get a bunch of minutes coming up here. And right. And actually, Ibaka, to be honest with you, LT, if in the shallow leagues, he would actually be the immediate pickup mm-hmm. first. He should be the priority over even, you know, the guy that I love and uh, Chris Boucher in, in that sense. But uh, to be honest with you, them Boucher, them per 36 minutes stats that he can provide, you give this man 20 plus minutes, he's going to he's going to really do well in fantasy for those uh, that love those potential high ceiling up you know, upside guys. And he's one of them. I think it's safe to say that he's going to get minutes, especially with all these uh, these injuries happening. And you know what's crazy, you know, going on this ISO real quick as well. Um, actually, before I go on the ISO, I want to also talk about a, a potential pickup, which is going to feel kind of gross on the inside. You can probably even also consider uh, Patrick McCall, too, because he was getting minutes uh, in, as soon as, what's his name, Norman Powell, uh, what I like to call him, Norman Osborne, <laughs> as soon as he got hurt on his shoulder the last game, he was getting the minutes. Now, his per 36 numbers is is pretty poor. But what is not is the minutes. But for all the players that we spoke about earlier, you definitely want to take uh, those players in consideration. And then another uh, guy that sticks out in my mind, I think is it Davis? Is it Terrence Davis? Yeah, uh, there's, the yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, his name is, where is he? I was just looking at him, actually. Terrence Davis, yep. Shooting guard. Thank you. Yeah, here he is. Yeah. Yeah, that look at him. He's ready too. Like he he could produce. He seriously, to be honest, if he's under he's an underrated cat. Toronto man, they got some sneaky guys on that mm. bench, and some some of them just don't get the minutes because, as you know, LT, uh, the tight rotation. But this is the ISO that I wanted to go to before I pass you the ball. Is you know how you had mentioned LT? I thought it was really uh, important that you open up to the listeners when you you know you first joined in the podcast when you had mentioned the dynamics of teams and I think that's really important because Toronto as you had mentioned earlier in this season like look at the minutes like the bench was pretty much dry and the minutes was going to the starters 
And, you know, maybe they was running a tight seven to eight man rotation. And that was a concern by me. It's a good thing for us in fantasy. But on the inside, it was also a concern because of the potential of players getting injured. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we were mentioning this on earlier episodes, like it's a good thing in fantasy, but you got to be careful with that two-edged sword because if you get all of those minutes, there's a potential opportunity for those players to get hurt and look at the situation now. Mm -hmm. So maybe um, uh, the coach might think a little bit different here now. But I'll pass you the ball back there if any more thoughts on this, man. Yeah, no. Um, so just to let the listeners know, just to be specific, uh, uh, we unde- indefinite time frame for Siakam. Uh, same thing with Marcus Saul. Marcus Saul, they've actually already said multiple weeks. So yeah. definitely Ibaka, if he's in shallower leagues, pick him up. Boucher as well. Starks' his guy. Um, Marcus Saul will be out. So there will be minutes at that center position available. And then also Norman Powell, or Norman Osborne just it doesn't look good. So um, we'll yeah. see. Uh, Fred Van Vliet also to the listeners is questionable as well. So there's going to be a lot. Lowry's going to get all he can handle. Um, OG, I, I know we didn't talk about yes. OG here, but OG is going to get all Massive. that he can handle. Um, so if you have any stock in any of these top guys on this on this squad, you're you're going to be grinning from ear to ear the next week or two. Um, hopefully they don't get hurt in the process. Uh, but yeah, like yeah. Stark said, yeah, I mean this secret. There's a secret guy on here, Cameron Payne. Um, that is uh, that's <laughs> yeah, he, on here. He's, yeah, he's a secret. He's a secret. He is a secret. But yeah, with all these is. injuries, if Nor- if uh, Van Vliet doesn't play. He's a he's a veteran now. I can't believe I'm saying that. I remember when he was a, a new guy coming out. But he's pretty much a vet, so they may they may turn to him uh, if need be as far as added extra minutes. So he's a very deep lead ag if you're uh, where the where the pain's at. But yeah, that's all <laughs> I got. Starks. Um, we can move on to the next little bit of uh, information here, and that's with DeAndre Aiden. Um, and he Gosh. came back. Had a pretty productive game. Twelve rebounds, eighteen points. Um, missed his only free throw, but. Looks like he's having some issues. Looks like he's questionable for the next game here. Um, how do you feel? How do you feel a little, if you're an Aiden owner, how do you feel about this news coming out that he he just got back and he's already maybe hurt? This is a tough pill to swallow. You know, for those owners that waited for him all this time and he gets hurt. Mm. I'll say this, man. Uh, you know, DeAndre Aiden, maybe, I, I hope I'm wrong on this, maybe the, the PEDs, I mean, it, it wore off, and maybe that's what he needed, right, to get him that boost. Yeah, that was a shot. That, there's no need for that. There's no need for that. Hey, that's but I'll, I'll say it like But no, uh, as far as DeAndre Aiden, I'll be honest with you, I think he was a sell-high and it's like, well, how can you sell high on him? Just hear me out, listeners. Before the game that he came back, I think the perfect moment to sell him is before he actually played that last game. And the reason why I'm saying that was because everybody was so excited. Like, oh man, he had five blocks that first game. They was juicing that orange on him hard. And they were like, oh man, he's going to be like a a second round value or better. And I know in a lot of redraft leagues, he might've went around the end of the second round, middle of the third rounds. And to be honest with you, I thought he was worth more of a later third round. Dynasty formats, that's different. You're going to probably get him in the second round early. I get it. So, in that sense, in a redraft and points league, I, I would have been all about selling him like hotcakes because mm. that five block game is not something that he is. He's not who that's that's definitely not who he is. But as far as him being out or potentially being out and questionable, it's a, it's a little concern. But honestly, if you were deploying uh, Frank the Tank Kaminsky and uh, Aaron Baines, this is 
this is odd, but we got to report while games are going on. David Nawaba, he's down with a non-contact injury. Mm. Uh, hopefully, he's okay. The, the, the non-contact injuries is never good never in the good. NBA or just anything in, in life, so in, in sports. But I, th- I think he'll be okay. I'll pass you the ball. What's your thoughts on Aiden, man? Um, yeah, um, I don't got too much to say. Um, this isn't good for Aiden because, let, let's be honest, Suns have been okay without him, right? Um, they've been okay yeah. without him. And this just gives uh, the Suns a little bit more fire to say, hey, I don't, we don't know. We, we've been doing good without you. Maybe we don't need you. Maybe we don't need you. So that's one of those things where the, he could be used as a trading chip, um, you know, coming up. Um, I think they still want to, you know, give him some time. But teams nowadays, they're ready to move so quick, get the next, you know, get the next guy up, bring the next guy in, get those assets ready. So just keep an eye out on this situation. If he continues with the PEDs, if he continues with being injured, Aaron Baines looks ready. Um, Frank the Tank, unfortunately, has been looking ready. Oh, um, I don't think he's going to continue on the PEDs. I hope he doesn't. I hope. Hey, man. Once you <laughs> once you pop, sometimes it's hard to stop, man. That's what I heard. So <laughs> That's what I heard. So hopefully not. But I'll go ahead and move on to someone who probably needs PEDs, and that's Blake Griffin. Oh, that ain't right. <laughs> what, a, what a segue, right? And we got Blake Griffin, who again is questionable to uh, play, unfortunately, um, in the next couple of games, actually. And Starks, this is your favorite player in the NBA by far. So I'm going to let you take it away. Yeah, sure. Tell, tell, tell me what you feel about Blake Griffin. And he has to be a trade candidate at this far at this point in the league in the season. Oh man, I, I you, I mean, my article speaks for itself on, on Blake Griffin. But I'll say this: uh, I hope, I hope better days are to come for him. This is a, this is a tough situation because the regression is is definitely there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. It's unfortunate, too, because Christian Wood would have been a nice cog in the offense with mm-hmm. his absence. But unfortunately, Christian Wood is out, I think, for the next game. Yep. So it's like, gosh, I was like, man, finally, we're going to finally get the wood. But we didn't get the wood. Now the wood is back in the fireplace, unfortunately. So <laughs> as far as Blake Griffin is concerned, I, I can. it almost makes sense, like you said, LT, if he was to go to a different team in the NBA. You know, just because it doesn't seem the right makeup in Detroit anymore, and it's, I don't got, I don't got too much to say to him in, or about him in particular. I, like I said, I do hold better games for him in fantasy, and I'll, I'll pass you back. Well, real quick, I, I, I knew there was a listener that had asked about, you know, I needed a big man, and I think we talked about this a little while ago. Mm-hmm. He was like, I needed a big man, and I'm willing to trade Rozier and, uh, and Graham Crackers, either one. He's like, which one do I trade? I said. Neither. Neither of them. I'm not, I'm, None of them. I was like, and I was like, man, he showed. He was like, well, I need a big, and I was just like, I, I get it. Maybe there might be another big that you want to go after. Blake Griffin may not be the guy. And he was like, well, there's not too many people that I can get that were willing to take Rozier and Graham at the time. And I was like, are you sure? You know, if if that was the case, then. You probably might have, if you had to pay a little bit more, you got to do it. But for Blake Griffin, I couldn't do it. He, the guy pulled the trigger anyway, and uh, I do apologize that you did that. But I'll pass you the ball, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Listen, listener. I know you. I know it seems like you need uh, a certain position to take that next step. But Blake Griffin isn't playing big anymore. Even when he's on the court. Even when he's on the court. He's playing like a point guard. He's basically giving you point guard stats. 
Russell Westbrook is a better big man than Blake Griffin right now. Because guess what? Russell Westbrook gets you points. He also gets you about three to four rebounds a game, right? He also gets you more assists, right? Okay. Westbrook's a better big man than Blake Griffin right now. Blake has to prove that he can play big, get you eight to 10, eight, nine, 10 rebounds per game, and stick with the three to four assists and stick with the 16 to 20 points. If he doesn't play big, he's not a big man. I'm sorry to tell you, listener. It's just, he's not, that's not him anymore. It's not, it's sad. Listen, I love Blake. Blake's my guy, okay? I like Blake. I like, I like when he gets mad and he starts dunking on people, but it looks like he's not jumping that high, but he is, but it's weird. It's beautiful, but he's just not playing like a big man anymore. He's playing more like a, like a two than a four. That's all I got. (laughs) Well, no, that's not all I got. I'm going to push over to another guy, G. Hay. G. Hay with a sore foot. Look at him. He's smiling. Nothing to smile about here, G. Hay. He's got a sore foot. And he's another frustrating guy I'm pretty sure to, to own this year. Um, he's He's been great. Look at those averages. Look, he's a better big man than Blake. Just, I mean, look at this. This is 17. He's a better. He's just better. He's, you should have traded for G. Hey, 17, six and four. He's a better big man. Anyways, I, I, I digress. But, um, but G. G. Hey is, um, unfortunately has a sore foot. So he, he's out of the lineup again and Starks. Um, I'm going to say something real quick. I'm mm-hmm. happy. Okay. I'm happy. I'm not happy that G. Hey's injured. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I'm okay. happy of the injuries from G. Hey, cause it's, it's, it's sped along Jalen Brown and Jalen Brown's been getting, look at this guy, 19.6 points per game, seven rebounds, two assists only, but that's okay. That's not his game. But he's look at he's grinning from ear to ear because with Jihei being out, he's been able to get his pacing right. He started off this the season super slow, but he has picked it up tremendously. And look at this. He had uh, that's what I remember. This last game, 26 points, one block, one steal, nine rebounds. I, I you thought you thought you you would think that's Blake Griffin's uh stat line. No, it's Jalen Brown's. So it, it's crazy how much he's progressed with Jihei not being in the lineup, having to pick up those extra minutes. Look at that. 34, 32, 34, 32, 34, 40, yeah. 35. He is, he is work housing. Um, I thought Tom Thibodeau was over there in uh, the Celtics uh, for a second, Starks, <laughs> the way that he's working Jalen Brown. Um, but, but, um, but no, he's ready. He's, he's definitely a breakout candidate for where you picked him up at in your fantasy drafts. Yeah. Um, and, uh, it's only it's pretty much because G. Hay has, you know, taken some time off and they've called his number a little bit more. But I'll pass the rock over to you, Starks. I'm so glad you actually brought him up because we don't really talk about him. And honestly, mm-hmm. I, I don't talk about him at all. The only time I talk about him is when I think about Andrew Wiggins, because they were like mm-hmm. the same player the last yeah. few years. But, you know, what's crazy is you mentioned in Jalen Brown um, getting this nice boost. I, let me talk about G. Hay real quick and then get to Jalen Brown, because I think it is important to talk about Brown here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jihei, he's going to be fine, you know, when he comes back, well, at least hopefully, because when he gets on the floor, he's giving you those the, that nostalgia of Jihei mm-hmm. from Utah. So yeah. if you're getting that, when he when he's on the court and you're getting that taste, that's a good thing to, to you know, digest. But uh, unfortunately, at least on the good upside of things, they tagged him as questionable, but then I don't know if that's a good sign because they were doing MRI checks on him. So let's hope there's better news for him. Um, but going back to Jalen Brown, I'm glad that you brought him up. Uh, and, and real quick, if 
if there is a pickup, if G Hayes out, it's going to be still Brad Wanamaker and mm. then Williams you can consider too. But as far as Jalen Brown to be inside the top 50 this year, I'd never thought I would see that. He's like 47 in ADP value wise right now in the nine cat- category league. That's outrageous. That's like, that's why I was saying like Andrew Wiggins, those two players are basically, and that's basically you take off, uh, Andrew Wiggins amasses Jalen Brown or vice versa. You know, that's how I felt like the last couple of years. Mm. And it's almost like they're still the same because look at what they're doing. They are potentially their numbers are not the same, but what their ADP value wise is almost identical. Right. Yep. So the thing is, how much better can he get? Right. So that is I don't know how to really value him. But what I will say is his points has improved. His field goal percentage has improved. His free throw percentage has improved. You know, the rebounds. So all of these category, categorical stats, that's really good, especially in that Boston team that they need the, the help. And especially with uh, Jihei being out, uh, mm-hmm. it's going to boost his value. And I think that was a good mention there, LT. Oh, yeah. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, I was looking at some of these. Uh, I've the, uh, Jalen Brown is one of those guys that my sage eyes didn't catch, and I'm so mad at myself for not catching it. Um, I thought the mm-hmm. return of Jihei was going to, you know, kind of keep him tempered. Um, mm-hmm. But... Jalen Brown, that's if you pick them up, that is such a good value pickup, man, this year for sure. But that's all we got here. That's all I got here as far as the injuries and urgent uh, recent news. Um, I'll pass the rock over to you, Starks, to see if you have anything that you want to talk about. Oh, yeah. So I'm just going to say this. Uh, it looks like Drew Holiday, the steam is starting to pick up on the trade rumors in particular about him. And oh, man, If he goes to a different team, I hope it is a contender so that way we don't have to worry and be concerned about the potential of load management uh, with him because it could happen if he stays in the Pelicans at their rate at this point in time. I thought Pelicans would be a little bit better this year. Obviously, we know Zion Williamson's out, but for some reason, you would think with Brandon Ingram having this explosion year, you'd think they would have a little bit of a better record. And Lonzo Ball, I don't know. It's, It's getting to a point that people are so frustrated with Lonzo Ball. I keep seeing listener in, in questions about hey do i drop lonzo ball in, in, or even no check out this i don't know if i mentioned to you uh this lt mm. but there was a trade offer in a dynasty format and it was hard for, i had to actually think about it and it was like would you trade lonzo ball for tyler tyler hero i'm gonna pass mm. you the ball what, what, in a dynasty format what, what what side do you take wow man? in a dynasty format exactly. yeah <laughs> um, I, I'm, I mean, I'm gonna be honest. Uh, you know, that's what we're here for, listeners. In my eyes, I'll take care of. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I. I think I think the right answer is Lonzo Ball. I don't. I don't. I don't particularly like Lonzo Ball, and I think that's the issue with fan, in fantasy terms. I don't like yeah. his. I don't like his game. But and I like Hero's game a lot better. Um, and if I'm if I'm gonna be stuck to a player for a long period of time, I would rather it be Tyler Hero. And, and the thing is, I'll be honest. It seems like that would be the right answer to say ball. But the question is, is it is it though? Like I, oh my god, that's a hard one tough. right now. That's a hard one it, right it, now it, because Hero needs a couple of things to happen. In order for yeah, his, for, in, in order for the the dominoes to fall, right? He needs yeah. a couple of things to happen. Lonzo Ball has direct access to the starting starting position, 
their investment in him, unless if he just completely drives off the face of the earth. And they're not going to really, you know, this year is kind of like a filler year. Zion's hurt. They're not expecting him to do anything this year anyway. So we're not going to know anything about Lonzo's ball's future really and probably into next year when everyone's healthy and they they, they feel like they can compete with another high-round pick they're going to get this year. So it, it, I, I don't. Tyler Hero needs like <laughs> a couple of things to happen for him to really uh, jump off there, but I, I still would prefer just watching Hero become a hero in Miami than uh <laughs> than, than uh, Lonzo Ball. I mean, I, I just yeah, yeah. And last thing I'll say about that, it, it is actually it should be easy to still say Ball in a dice form, and I'm, I'll go with the safe, at least the safe answer. But I wouldn't be surprised if Hero would be. Oh my goodness, maybe better. Uh, I just, I don't know. It's that's hard. just that's, that's a hard question. It's really that's a and good it's, one. And it should, it's a good one. It and and it's like it, it shouldn't be exactly. It shouldn't should be hard. Um, but that's how things can change on a diamond player. So um, I want to actually touch up on. Let's see, cat real quick. It seems like you know I, I had mentioned I'd be surprised if he was to sit out one of these games, and he did here recently. Um, you know, your Iron Man until essentially maybe you're not. But essentially, you know, Minnesota, what are they playing for at this point in time? That's what you got to ask yourself. So, you know, load management can still actually come his way now, too, uh, potentially. But as far as Cat, he was having some – from my understanding, he didn't practice here recently. So he's questionable for uh, the next game. So who would be the pickup is Gorgie Jang. He did start the last game. Um, so just keep that keep that in mind. <laughs> Porgy, Gorgie Porgy. Gorgie Porgy. So, Man, so we will go into actually we'll just touch up on one of the games that ended here, LT. If you want to uh jump into what was that game that just happened for us? Well, if you want to jump into the Atlanta game and Utah game. Yeah, definitely. Um Stark, I got a quick question for you. Yeah. yeah. You what do you think the Timberwolves need? Oh man, they need they need a a, a leader, man. Uh, and what I mean by that, I, and it's like town should be the leader town for some should be reason, the leader, right? It just doesn't. Oh. Yeah, they need a leader in a in a, in a person. That, yeah, I, I really feel like they need a leader, and it's like I want to believe Towns is the guy. I mean, obviously he's going to do what he's supposed to do, but I, I don't think he really takes the the leadership role. The leadership, bro. I don't know what what's your thoughts, man. I I that's why I was asking you, man, because it, it to me on paper. They're like the Timberwolves are on paper team, right? You look at them on paper and you're like, they they got they got some they got they got a roster, right? They got a roster. So it's like with that roster, they should be better than 10 and 16. I mean, that's just the way you look at the Blazers, right? It's the same thing with the Blazers. I feel with the Timberwolves. You look at that roster and you're like, they shouldn't, they should be more than fit five hundred. Um, for sure. Cause don't they don't they have covert ops? Yeah, they do definitely have yeah. covert ops. They got T, so covert they, ops, Wiggins, the cat, um, Culver Ice Cream, who's a young guy coming up. They, I feel like their roster is strong. I don't understand why they're not winning more games. They just lost to the Pelican Starks, and I know, Kat, yes. I know, Cat wasn't playing, but still, <laughs> it, it, yeah, it, 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 yeah. It's it's really tough now. You know, looking at a few things here, Minnesota is giving up a lot of points. Mm. They're, and it's weird they're giving up a lot of rebounds too. Huh? In particular, you know, it's that weird. doesn't make sense, right? Doesn't it make doesn't sense. make sense. Yeah. That, that shouldn't happen. And you know, a lot of teams are just easily scoring. They're blocking them easily. 
turnovers is, you know, they're, they're stealing the ball, you know, they're making them turn over the ball a lot. So, you know, just getting some quick references off of that, I just don't think they, their heart is out there. And that's mm-hmm. why I said that the leadership is not there because if you have a leader, then they're going to take, you know, control. Like, okay, for instance, remember when Jimmy Butler was there, although there was some, you know, inconsistency uh, from time to time, you know, there was a leadership presence and they had a chance to do mm-hmm. at least okay, right? And then at the same time, Wiggins is still, it's just finally, and it looks like David Navabla, he suffered, gosh, what was it? A torn right Achilles tendon. Oh, ah, that's no. terrible, man. Yeah, that's Hate terrible. Uh, and just last thing I'll say about Minnesota in particular yeah. is, you know, like you said, they got covert ops, towns. You even got Teague. Teague, I mean, he's not the sexiest name, but he gets the job done, right? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, oh, my goodness. And the, the new coach that they have, they're they're orchestrating a, a faster-paced offense, but it's just like, I, what is what is it really doing? I want to you know. I just wanted to mention that because, to me, the Timberwolves are a, a blow-up candidate. Just keep that in mind because okay. Butler mentioned it, right, when he was there. He was mm-hmm. like, these dudes, <laughs> they, don't, they don't got it, you know? There was fighting. There it is. They don't got it. Butler mentioned it, and everybody was like, oh, Butler, you're being ridiculous. You're being, you know, you're being too hard. You're being too, you know, fanatic as far as he's like, I just want to win. And he, he got out of there because it seems like they, to win. <laughs> they don't want to win. It's it's crazy. Yeah. They're 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 the way man, their roster, they should be doing much better. But um and they can say the same thing about my Blazers cuz I agree. Um but we'll all go in and switch over to two games here that are pretty much over so we can look at them. We got Utah versus Atlanta. Uh Ruby Gobert is your top fantasy producer tonight, followed up by a close second to Donovan Mitchell who had a great game. Trey Young and Jabari Parker lead Atlanta in that retrospect. Um we have in the Utah, I'm gonna just switch, probably touch up on one player here, and that's Joey Ingles. Joe Ingles yeah. had a five for ten. He's starting again, people. Again, just want to keep mentioning that. Took five snipes, seven rebounds, and had two swipes tonight. So he's starting again. So keep your eyes out on Joey Ingles. If you didn't hear our last podcast, if you're hearing this one, go run and get him. If you have some uh, dead space on the back of your benches, he is back starting and putting up 36 minutes. So um, Starks, I'm gonna switch it over to you because I know one of your guys played in this game. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell, a guy that's been been frustrating for me in particular. I thought this was the year that he had a, a better season versus last year, but he's starting to pick up a little bit. But this is a good game by him. Very efficient, 12 for 22. Snipe, hit all of his charity stripes, got you the rebounds, assists, and scored 30 points with some decent stats behind it. So you would think with Conley being out, and man, and, and real quick, Utah, you know, just to jump on the NBA side, you expected them, and they're you know they're second right now, so it's not to bash them. But you, we kind of had the impression, and I thought it was funny. You know, Charles Barkley, you know, just get on this ISO rat. We all know that what Charles Barkley is. You know, he's mm-hmm. more people. You know, make make fun of him and stuff. And he he says a lot of crazy stuff in the NBA. Like you know, certain teams are not good, but they're actually good. But one thing I will say that he was truthful on <laughs> this season in the NBA, and it's obviously still early. Is there's ten teams? At least we had the impression of ten teams being potential championship caliber teams, right? If mm-hmm. you come, if you really look at it right now, it's only potentially three teams that you can even mention that. With the Lakers, you got the Bucks, maybe with the Clippers. Clippers, yeah. Right, and no, then it's like I think are decent. I don't, yeah. Right, and then you know, and then the Rockets is just, eh, but yeah. the, and then you know, we we could talk about the Sixers, but they're not really looking strong, and they. 
uh, you know, unfortunately, the your your team is not looking strong like we thought they would too. So, you know, there's a lot of teams that is kind of looking disappointing this season. But to get off of that real quick, it looks like Emmanuel Moutier, uh, he he got some minutes there, but you know, I'll leave it there. Hopefully, um, no, Tony Bradley is going to still continue to get DMPC <laughs> uh, for the time being. But, but you know, dynasty formats, you know, that you just got to have them for the long term. Um, but Gobert did definitely did good, and uh, I'll pass you back the ball there going on side of Lena. Yeah, just just to mention Starks, I know um, I, I just want to make sure we're doing the due diligence here. Donovan Mitchell did look to start in instead for Conley this game. So okay. it looks like their Joe Ingles is going to slide over to that two spot, and Donovan Mitchell is running the point. Um, so I just want to let the nice. listeners know that. So it looks like, you know, Tony Bradley, usually you would think he would move up a little bit for timing, but they instead just moved, slotted Donovan over to the point guard slot and kept their rotations pretty tight. So um, just as far as nice. people looking for, you know, Mike Conley pickups, uh, it, unfortunately, um, Moutier is your guy and that's about it. Um, moving over to Atlanta, um, Trey Young, trigger Trey tonight and 28 shots he jacked up, um, three, four, 11 snipes. Uh, he was, ooh, he was just shooting it. Eight assists though. He always finds a way to get assists still with all those shot attempts, one steal and 30 points. So he was the main guy here. Anybody else on this? Oh, I know there's one guy on here that sticks out to you, Starks, as far as you want to talk about. Yeah, I mean, I'll let you talk about him on the bench, but I want to actually yeah. talk about one of one of the reports that came out is, uh, from my understanding, the coach is in the hot seat because of how bad Atlanta is doing so far this year. Come on. Uh, and <laughs> with the center, they actually started Bruno Fernando, and that is, is actually good. <laughs> he's, a, he's a dynasty guy, uh, potentially. He's still wet behind the ears, but if you're going to have him and deploy him, they're trying to force force the minutes to him, hopefully. Well, I wouldn't say force the minutes that he got the start. But Kevin Herter, he's continuing to get the minutes. Mm-hmm. That's definitely a beautiful sight to see with the 17 points. Got you a steal, two assists as well. Uh, DeAndre Hunter, he had quick, a quick two fouls, I believe, in the first minute, um, mm-hmm. first minute of the first quarter, which was crazy. Cam Reddish started. Um, as far as the bench goes, I'll pass you the ball because I know there's a guy you want to talk Ooh. about. There. It's the Parkers. Dang, mama. <laughs> yeah, it's Jabari Parker and nine rebounds, five assists, one steal, 23 points. This guy just continues, continues to be a great fantasy streamer and pick up throughout this year. Um, he is, if I were to make a, you know, early, early season pickup uh, that, you know, just has been killing it. It's Jabari Parker. One of one of the one of the people on there will be Jabari Parker. He's still, we talked about it when certain people come back, he'll lose his value, but he's still putting up 23 to 25 minutes per night so you love to see it and he's still producing um and then i wanted to touch up real quick on kevin herter looks like they did break off his time uh so remember he was getting about yes. 23 to 25 minutes per game he did reach 32 minutes tonight and i know a lot yeah. of people probably laughed at me about my comparison to kevin herter and Lori marketing but now that kevin herter's yeah, minutes, still laughing i know you are but now that Kevin Herter's, I've, 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 my sage eyes have seen Kevin Herter play. Now that, now that his minutes are up, listen, look out, okay? And I, I just want to touch up real quick before we move on. Uh, what did they think Atlanta was going to do this year, uh, Starks? Why, why is the coach <laughs> on the hot seat? Like, John Collins has been hurt. They, they have, like, four rookies and, one, and two sophomores on their, on their starting lineup. He just started Bruno Fernando for the first time all year tonight. What 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 did they expect them to do this year? 
Hey, man, they were juicing out orange that they're going to have the high, uh, fast-paced offense, and they were juicing uh, hard on that orange that, what is it, uh, not John Collins. Or, yeah, John Collins and um, Trey Young was going to get 35-plus minutes a game. So that was going to be the instant wins, right? That's what they thought. John Collins has been hurt. That's not the coach. Anyways, it's just it's just it's just funny to me that the <laughs> exactly. coach, coach is on the hot seat, but like exactly. but like t- no everyone but the but like the team knew that they were gonna be terrible this year. Like everyone knew it but them. I it, it just floors me every time. But anyways, we're gonna touch up on this game. If not for fantasy, for fantasy as well, but also this is a potential finals matchup, isn't it, Starks? It is. We got the Milwaukee Bucks. Giannis, I know he came out to play tonight. Your top fantasy producer, as usual tonight, putting up some insane stats. And someone outdid him on the Lakers, and that's Anthony Davis. They went head-to-head tonight with, uh, my goodness, some of these point totals are absolutely ridiculous. And uh, we're going to scroll over here. Anthony Davis didn't hit any threes tonight, was inefficient, but who cares? Ten rebounds, one steal, three blocks, 36 points, killed it tonight. LeBron? Uh, somehow didn't meet his uh, predicted points total, but still had a triple-double. He had a great game uh, as well, um, so you love to see it. Um, Danny <laughs> Danny Boy, where are you? He had a great game, too. 21 points, 7 for 12 snipes. And I, how, did they, how did they lose? How did they lose? I got to see this Milwaukee side. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you how they lost real quick, and I'll I'll pass you back the ball. Yeah. Your boy, Greek Freak, man, I was watching some of that game. He was hitting threes for no reason. No, I'll pass you back the ball. Yeah, he was nailing threes. I'm going to see. I'm going to see it here soon. So, uh, and looks like their bench did not come to play, the Lakers bench. Look at this rotation, by the way. I just want, I want the listeners to look at this. Lakers, I know we don't talk about the Lakers because they play so late. We usually don't get to talk about them, but. Their rotation is super one-sided. It's a it's another short rotation team. And look at this. 17. Look at look at the point totals, production. This team does not, yeah, they're all top heavy. So you love to see yeah. it as far as fantasy. Um, and then uh, we're gonna move over to the board. Yeah, it, it is a two-edged sword. I, I didn't think you had you have anybody you want to talk to, uh talk about. Nah. I, I, I figured. Uh it's the Lakers. Um everyone's like five years <laughs> into the league. Um, all right, then Milwaukee. <laughs> we're gonna switch over to Milwaukee. And uh oh my gosh, I see what happened here. We got a bench performer. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah you do. Yeah, we do. Oh, it's the yeah, curious George himself coming yeah. out. He's a, yeah. he's got he's got the uh, yeah. what the yellow the guy what's that guy in the yellow raincoat the red yellow I don't know from the book. He's hey, just with the hat. Not not hey, from the yeah. book with the hat. Anyways, yeah, seven for twelve, three snipes, four for four from the charity, twenty one points from Curious George tonight. Ooh. Outscored the Lakers' whole bench. Yeah. Oh my gosh, what a man! Starks, I'm gonna pass the rock over to you, man. What a wow! I, I can't believe it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, man. You just something. I'm, I'm, I'm really upset right now. I'm literally, I'm very upset because I don't like Curious mm. George doing this. Is like, hey, White Knight called it. He had him in his pickups, streaming pickups this week, and you know, I man. Hey. I was I was I was all about Curious George's life all this year. <laughs> but it get, hey man, it, it's just it's unfortunate. Like I said, you know, when it comes to us and fantasy, we me, LT, and um the white now, we like to enjoy fantasy in, in a lot of different ways, especially picking up players that 
could just give you some lucky stats from time to time. And sometimes they actually become <laughs> fantasy relevant players. And it and it comes on the heels of Curious George Hill. Just like you said, I won't do some orange anymore. But you know, that's not a game you that's a game you cannot ignore from him. Obviously, he still comes on the heels of Eric Bledsoe being out. Um, and I think it was some type of knee injury. I think he had as I think he had a procedure done to his knee. And for him to only be out su- supposedly two weeks, I don't know if I can believe that, but that yeah, is unfortunate. Yeah. But we but we can expect George Hill to continue to do well. And Dante DiVincenzo, like, although he didn't have the best of game, that guy does well on the court. He is mm-hmm. a strong role player. So I know a lot of people were like, well, dang, you got rid of I wouldn't say you got rid of him, but you didn't you didn't hold on to Malcolm uh, Malcolm Brogdon in the middle. But Dante Divincenzo and, and George Hill has done well in, mm-hmm. in the absence of him, right? So Milwaukee is going to be a tough team. They're going to be a tough out for real. And the Lakers were losing by like twenty points at one at one point in the moment, but you know it was good for the Lakers to still kind of come back. So if this is a potential finals, it's going to be a beauty, man. That's all I got. Yeah, these are definitely the top two teams in the league for sure. Not even – I mean, it is close with the Clippers, but, yeah, these are the top two teams for sure. Um, but, yeah, um, also just wanted to mention Brooke Lopez, four steals, three blocks tonight. So just keep – just <laughs> look at those stock stats. Um, those are crazy. But that's all we got for tonight. Um, oh, I'll, I'll touch up real quick on this Brooklyn-San Antonio Spurs. I won't talk too much about it. Um, but it looks like Den Whittle, um, White Knight, would be proud. 39 points from Den Whittle tonight. Gosh. 14 for 28. Four for 10, 7-7. Seven, seven, doing his best uh, Kyrie Irving impression while he's out of the uh, lineup. Sheesh. And one of your one of your guys, Jared Allen, uh, he's had a good game too. Again, cheat codes. We told you about the cheat code already. So you, uh, but Jared Allen is a potential uh, uh, buy candidate if you can. But th- that window pretty much shut right now, unfortunately. Um, but still try if you can to per- to get him, buy him at whatever cost. Well, not whatever cost, but see if you can get get a little piece of him if you need a big man. I know I tried and w- failed multiple times in multiple leagues, so um, that's one thing. But I'll go ahead and just touch up on the Spurs side, DeMar DeRozan doing DeMar DeRozan things, LaMarcus Aldridge also doing LaMarcus Aldridge things, nothing <laughs> spicy. He has four blocks tonight, I will add, so that's good to see. The Dej Loaf, or should I say Murray's pomade? Oh, I'm sorry. DeJounte Murray is actually starting and had 26 minutes tonight. So keep an eye out on that. But Panty Mayonnaise, do you see those stats, Starks, on Panty Mayonnaise? Mm-hmm. Uh, 25 yeah. minutes, 27 Jeez. points. If you went ahead and picked him up as far as a streamer this week, you are grinning from ear to ear with this line for sure. Um, but that's all I got, Starks. Is there anything on Spurs or Nets you want to talk about? No, nah, you covered it. I was just going to say last thing is Lonnie Walker. He's he's man. I was hoping he was going to get the minutes, and, mm-hmm. but it's going to be a, it's going to be a wild dynasty head. So you know that's that's where we're at. Uh, so we'll go ahead and get to the clutch shots. Yep. And one of my clutch shots that I'll take is going to be potentially just uh, a dynasty guy. But real quick before I do that, the commercial break. Real quick is make sure you guys go into newlifefantasy.com. Uh, join the mailing list. Uh, join as a member on the website check out our forum we're going to be running a listener league let us know what type of league that you guys want to do in that listener league uh, make sure you sub zero that subscribe button on youtube channel uh, hit the bell as dinner time comment below make sure you guys give us a thumbs up it helps us out 
to continue to grow this brand. We don't just do fantasy basketball. We do baseball and uh, football. We're going to be getting an article. The first article is going to be dropped in baseball here Monday, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, we got more articles is coming up. Uh, my, the Dynasty Fighter, I will be having that uh, next year in New Year's, uh, at least New Year's week or maybe the week after, so be on the lookout for that. Again, check out Jacob's new article that he wrote about your early Christmas special um, that he put together for you guys in particular for the comeback players that you guys need to check out. So, you know, it's getting a lot of it's picking up some steam there in the view. So, you know, definitely help us out. Just, you know, reading it and uh, make sure you guys subscribe to the Take a Ride podcast. So the dynasty player that I'll talk about a little bit here that I think. I think we all essentially I think LT, you might have been different. I think you were. No, actually, LT, you, you were. I think you were right on this. I think me and uh, Jacob was wrong in, on a player's uh, Fred Flintstone Van Vliet. Mm. I was just like, I don't, I don't know if this guy is sustainable. It was like the first game of the season. So the, what I, I did a little bit more deeper research, and what I realized about Fred Flintstone Van Vliet, obviously in a dynasty format, you know, there's the potential there. We know, we knew about Kawhi Leonard leaving. I get it. All of that you know, special sauce. Right. Mm-hmm. But it was just more about this, this year of how sustainable he would be. One thing that stuck out to me was his steal rate. Cause I was like, man, this is not sustainable. You guys know I put a premium on steals. So in that sense, I was like, nah, I don't, I don't believe in that in that sense. So when, what really stuck out to me is again, the two steals that he's having this, this season. And we have, uh, we have a legend coming in as a guest today as well so as far as fred van vliet goes i will say this the two steals that was really juicing his uh, value do i think it's sustainable i wouldn't say sustainable but what i do believe is the steal rate that he did in college was realistic he was getting the one and a half steals a game and before i was like nah in the nba he wasn't really doing that so that's why i was a little concerned because he never he never averages steal in the nba i believe right but in college, yeah. when he was averaging the steal and a half, that's what changed his value. And I didn't realize that. I um, So then that made me kind of think, because he's putting up, what, top 20-ish better numbers this, this season. Now, do I think there's going to be a small regression? Yeah, I, th- I think there's going to be an absolute small regression because we got Kyle Lowry back. But maybe not now, right, because all these injuries in Toronto. So they're going to ne- they're gonna need to use him. The points we expected to go up. Uh, the assist, his field goal percentage is down too. So I think, I think, and, and realistically, I think he's more of a guy of a top 35 player ish this year. But okay. if he finishes, if he finishes inside the top 25, that's, that's great. Um, do I think he can finish inside the top 25 at this point? Yeah, I, I can believe it, but I don't, I don't know, but I don't think the regression is going to be as hard as I thought it would be. Cause I, I had envisioned him as a top 60 to 75 player. I think he smashes that this season. Any, any thoughts there LT? Yeah, man, Van Vliet specifically, um, as you know, I, I've liked Van Vliet for a while now and he's, he's, he's just sneaky, man. He's sneaky. I didn't understand his fantasy value. I liked him as a player, but I didn't understand his fantasy value as, um, I didn't understand it at first, and then I started looking at his stats. I think me and you talked about a steal category, and I started looking up. I was like, man, this guy is up in the top five at the time in steals. Yeah. This guy is a monster right now, 36 minutes averaging this year. 
36 minutes and 39. So he has so many minutes. There's so much production there. So, and now with all these injuries, if he can stay healthy, if he can beat this questionable tag and stay healthy, my goodness, man, you're looking at you're looking at something beautiful with Van Vliet moving forward. And I love what he's going to do. And uh, I like him as a dynasty uh, a dandy going forward as well. Undrafted. Love to see it, man. But that's all I got for Van Vliet. I'll, speak, I'll uh, send it over to you, man. Yeah, last thing. So on the three to four year dynasty format, I think he can hover around the, the range of a 35 player. Um, it's, it's still kind of tough to value him. But I think the 35 range, and if, if there's anything, if I'm gonna, I'm not, gonna, I'm not really good with NBA comparisons, but he has the, the, the same person. If you take, like, let's say you take off, actually, if you take, if you take uh, Kyle Lowry's mask off, it's the baby Fred Van Vliet. That's the type <laughs> of guy he is. <laughs> so, and he's on the set, and he's on the same team. So, these, these are some good numbers that he's doing. So, for those that drafted him. You, you you basically cut a massive coupon. So congratulations to those GMs. And I can understand there's someone in a dynasty format that got him in the 80s, so he's kicking butt in that league. And honestly, I think he was ranking the ADP-wise in Yahoo. I could be wrong. I think he was like 110. So you, whoever drafted him, you drafted him late and you cut coupons. So congratulations to you guys. So that's all I have. Um, I'll pass you the ball for the clutch shot there, LT, if you have one. I don't really have a clutch shot. Um, everybody, if we don't, you know, if I don't speak to people up, yeah, if I don't speak to anybody recent or until early Christmas, Merry Christmas to all our listeners. Um, I appreciate all you guys looking uh, YouTube, hard work we're putting in on future, uh, future uh, endeavors, as well as adding different things to the website for y'all so that y'all have the most information available for your fantasy leagues. Um, I'll go ahead and add my uh, information in with my clutch shot. So you can reach me at Twitter, uh, on Twitter at Sage Network X. You can also reach me on Instagram at um, underscore Sage Network underscore as well. Send me questions, send me send me holiday cheer, whatever you would like to. No problems here. Um, and uh, that's all, man. Just uh, God bless. And um, I will speak to you listeners here shortly. All right, guys, you can find me on my Twitter handle. It's at Starks underscore industry. You can also find me on Instagram, one closing hero. I'm more active on Twitter, so if you guys want to, you know, ask me a question, um, feel free to, and I'll, I'll get to you guys at a prompt time. And um, you know, that's it. I was just gonna say, God bless you guys, love you too. Um, I will do a, a couple more episodes before um, this week, so just be on the lookout for that. With that being said, you guys have a good evening, morning, afternoon, and take a ride.